welcome to the Retirement Made Easy podcast, a show created to be your go-to source for straightforward retirement advice. Best of all, it is presented in a language that you can understand. Are you ready for some straight talk on retirement planning without all the fluff? Well, you found the right podcast. Here's your host, certified financial planner, Greg Gonzalez. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Retirement Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Greg Gonzalez. Thanks for joining me today. I've got a good episode lined up today. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Just yesterday, as I'm recording this podcast, Social Security came out with the big announcement, which is going to be the COLA cost of living adjustment that goes into effect at the start of next year. So we will talk about that on today's episode and also some, I guess, some misunderstanding when it comes to Social Security. And I think a lot of what I'm going to be sharing today is my opinion, which is backed by facts and figures and just overall experiences helping people plan for a successful retirement. And Social Security planning is always one of the main pillars when it comes to successful retirement planning. And certainly it's going to be a lifetime income for those retirees who are eligible to receive it. So I really hope this episode helps you understand Social Security a little bit better. And quite frankly, I hope this episode gets you thinking. And if you're one of those people that's overly optimistic when it comes to Social Security, well, let's kind of take a step back and look at it maybe more realistically what's going to be there and how we do prudent retirement planning when it comes to social security. So before we jump into that, I just wanted to remind listeners, check out our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. There you can download some of our free resources as you're thinking about your own retirement, and they will all just kind of be emailed to you. We don't solicit you. We don't bug you or anything like that. Occasionally, I'll look at the website numbers to see how many people have downloaded each resource just so we know what's most helpful to people. And we'll continue to add content onto that website. And then last but not least, for those people that want to kind of get a second opinion and talk to yours truly about their retirement, you can book a 30-minute retirement coaching session right there on the homepage of the website. Or you can shoot us a message at the bottom of the website. It'll say, ask Greg a question. So check the website out, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. All right, let's get into today's discussion on social security. So October is this fun time of year every year where Social Security will announce what the cost of living adjustment will be that will go into effect the following year. And of course, it's based on their measure of inflation, which is the Department of Labor's Consumer Price Index. If you're curious, you can look that up. So this was just announced yesterday. As I'm recording this podcast, it was 3.2%. And that will go into effect at the start of 2024, next year. However, the thing that I guess is misleading, in my opinion, is your benefit most likely won't go up the full 3.2%. And you might be thinking, well, why? They just told us it was 3.2%. So for those people that are collecting their social security benefit and they are on Medicare, well, their Medicare Part B premium, which starts out this year, it's 165 bucks a month and it's income based. So you could be paying more than that. So keep that in mind. But they announced between now and the end of the year, how much your Medicare Part B premium will be going up at the start of next year. 
and this is just my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion, you're entitled to your opinion, and your neighbor or your brother and sister or your spouse, we all are entitled to our opinions. I believe that Social Security should not keep this a mystery. They should announce, okay, this is the cost of living, 3.2%. And at the same time, by the way, your Medicare Part B premium is going to go from this to this. And typically, Medicare Part B premiums, they typically always go up. Not always, but typically there is a rise in the cost. And you might be thinking, well, why is that important? Well, if your Medicare Part B premium comes out of your Social Security benefit and your Social Security benefit is going to get a 3.2% raise starting in January, well, it may not be getting the full 3.2% raise because Medicare Part B premium went up and it comes right out of your Social Security check. If we look back a couple of years, like in 2015, for example, there was no Social Security cost of living adjustment. But if Medicare Part B premiums went up, that means your Social Security benefit, your Social Security check actually went down for that year. And the same thing happened in 2009 and 2010. There was no cost of living. It was determined there was no inflation, 2009, 2010. So your Social Security didn't get a raise. And not only that, your Medicare Part B premium cost, which comes out of Social Security, went up. So therefore, your Social Security check on two consecutive years, it actually went down or got smaller. So hopefully that helps you understand how this stuff all works. The cost of living adjustment, again, it's announced every October. And then later on in the year, they announce how much Medicare Part B premiums will be going up. And if you're collecting your Social Security and you're on Medicare, well, the Medicare Part B comes right out of your Social Security check. I think Social Security statements should be modified. And again, this is just my opinion. But I have had so many people that say, oh, look, if I collect my benefit, my Social Security benefit when I retire at age 67, I will get $2,000 a month. Well, no, you won't. They are misleading you. They are not telling you the truth. If you're on Medicare at that point, and presumably you will be, remember your Medicare Part B premium will come out of your Social Security check. So right now, again, it's income-based. So it starts at 165 bucks. So for this imaginary person, this hypothetical person, that if they turn 67 this year, start their benefit, and now they're eligible for Medicare, guess what? Instead of that $2,000 a month that they were told they would be receiving, they will actually get, you got to subtract the 165 bucks a month for Medicare Part B, and now they're left with $1,835. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, maybe to some of the listeners out there, but some people it does. I mean, the difference between $2,000 and $1,835 a month, that's significant for some people. And not only that, for the higher income people, And again, you can look on ssa.gov to see how much your Medicare Part B premium would go up for the higher income people. You may be paying much, much more than $165 a month, which would further reduce your Social Security benefit check that you receive every month. But that statement does not say, oh, keep in mind, this benefit that you're seeing is going to be reduced if you're on Medicare and your Medicare Part B premium is coming out of your check. And I could go on for days about the Social Security estimates. They're just estimates on that statement. And when you look at, for example, your benefit at age 70, it misleads a lot of people. 
because that social security benefit statement assumes that let's say you're 60 today and you're looking at your social security benefit statement. Oh, if I claim at 62, it'll be this at 67, it'll be this. And then it's going to be the greatest benefit if I wait until age 70. Well, that benefit statement, social security is assuming you continue to work at the same capacity you are right now until age 70, and then you claim your benefit. That's why it's so much higher. So this is a mistake that I frequently see with people that they don't understand what it's their social security benefits going to actually be when they go to collect it. Because if they retire at 60 or 62, they're looking that at that statement at that time and they don't understand what social security is actually assuming, which is they continue to work until they collect their benefit. So little things like that can really, really impact your long-term retirement income for the rest of your life. So we want to make sure that we've got a clear understanding of how Social Security works, what's going to be there, what the price of Medicare Part B premium. And then we haven't even talked about taxes yet. There is a form where you can ask Social Security to withhold taxes from your Social Security benefit. Now, you don't have to. You don't have to withhold federal income taxes from your Social Security, but they do allow you to do so with this special form. And for a lot of our clients, we do choose to withhold income taxes from their Social Security benefits. And there's a handful of states. Now, they don't let you withhold state income taxes from your Social Security benefit. Just a handful of states that actually could or might tax your Social Security income. And thank goodness our governor in Missouri has done away with that starting first of next year. Missouri will no longer tax people's Social Security income. But again, depending on the state that you live in, that's something you'll want to check with your retirement planner and your tax advisor. So at the end of this episode, we'll do a little experiment. But this article that I was reading that was through MarketWatch just released Social Security's COLA for 2024 is 3.2% versus 2023 was the historic 8.7% inflation-fueled adjustment. So there'll be a link to this in the notes of this episode where you can check it out and read more. But basically what it was saying was, hey, this next year, it's the cost of living for Social Security is going to be 3.2% just announced yesterday. Last year, it was 8.7%, which is the highest since the early 80s when it was over nine. I believe it was 81 or 82, but 8.7% was last year. And then the year before that was 5.9% in 2022. And the last 20 years, according to the nonpartisan Senior Citizens League, the last 20 years, the average COLA for Social Security was 2.6%. And people ask me, well, why don't we use 2.6% in our retirement plan? Because as people know, the name of my firm is St. Louis Retirement Advisors. We work with clients in 20 states. And as we're doing these projections and putting together a customized retirement plan, we have to make prudent, logical assumptions. How much is Social Security going to go up over the next 30 years of your retirement? And we don't use 2.6%, which is the average over the past 20 years. And people ask me, why aren't we using 2.6%? And the reason is, is that Medicare Part B reduces the cost of living adjustment, as we talked about right at the start of this episode, was the 3.2% that you think that you're going to get is actually not a full 3.2% because your cost of Medicare ate into the cost of living adjustment. If your Medicare Part B premium was fixed 
for life and didn't go up over time, then yeah, we could just use the 2.6% and that might be pretty logical. But again, as I talked about, even in those years like 2009, 2010, 2015, when the cost of living adjustment on your social security was zero, your social security check actually went down because of the increase in Medicare Part B premium. And believe me, we have clients who were retired at that time. They'll tell you, hey, yeah, their social security check actually went down those years and they were not happy campers. So I think it is logical to expect that to happen in the future in those years when social security says, well, there's no cost of living. There was no inflation this past year. So for our planning, depending on the client, we will use somewhere between a 1% to 2% assumed cost of living for Social Security. The most we would ever do is 2%. Now, this article that I was referencing, and again, you can check it out in the show notes, but this COLA announcement, it says, and I quote, this COLA announcement comes as Social Security is facing a funding shortage. If no action is taking, the trust fund that supports Social Security will be able to pay full benefits only until 2033, at which point the fund's reserves will become depleted and only able to pay 77% of scheduled benefits. And 2033 sounded like a long way away, like 10 years ago. Well, it's sneaking up on us and it's 2023 right now. So this is starting in January. It's going to be nine years away. So there are some big proposals in Congress to modify Social Security and kind of get it turned around, but we'll kind of have to see what they come up with. And a lot of people have asked me, well, do you think it's going to go belly up? And I kind of do a lot of research on this stuff. And SSA.gov is the website. You can really, really read a lot of good stuff. And Social Security knows how many households, American households, really depend on Social Security for that income. So they need to come up with a solution because those households, again, their livelihood depends on that Social Security check. This article goes on to say, and the Social Security Administration found that about half of the senior population lives in households that receive at least 50% of their family income from Social Security benefits and about a quarter of older households rely on Social Security for at least 90% of their family income. So they know, like Social Security knows, Congress knows, the figures are there that, hey, there are a lot of retired households that need and depend on this Social Security income as the majority of their livelihood. And if 2033, their check is cut literally by 23%, that would really, really be devastating to a lot of those elderly households. Next, I wanted to bring up another tidbit. In this article, it said, according to AARP, the average Social Security benefit is $1,789 every month. And so this 3.2% raise will be approximately $59 a month. So this isn't a, for the average Social Security recipient, this is not a huge, huge jump by any means. I mean, this is a, what, an extra tank of gas, maybe a night out to dinner if you wanted to go to Applebee's or something. So let's work with that figure. $1,789 is the average Social Security benefit. So I think this will be helpful for us. 
1789 as the average social security benefit. And one of the questions that I get virtually every week is, how much do you need to have saved for retirement to be able to retire comfortably? How much do we need? And really, it's going to be different for everybody because it depends on what kind of lifestyle you desire in retirement. In other words, how much are your fixed and variable expenses? How much will this lifestyle cost us each and every month? Is it $10,000 a month? Is it $5,000 a month? Is it $15,000? What is it? That is probably the biggest factor is how much you want to spend, what this lifestyle is going to cost you. Other things to factor in are how much is in a Roth IRA, how much is in a pre-tax, like a 401ks or pre-tax money, and then how much is after-tax, like in a brokerage account. The more in a Roth, the more in after-tax, the less taxes, the smaller your tax liability will be in retirement, and therefore you won't need as much saved. And again, that's going to be for most people. But let's get back to this figure. Again, this is from AARP. $1,789 a month is what they're saying is the average Social Security benefit. You might find something different online, but in this article, AARP is saying it's $1,789 per month. And Social Security, right on their statement, and I have an older Social Security statement from 2021, and right on the statement, you can read the following paragraph. Paragraph. Social security benefits are not intended to be your only income source when you retire. On average, social security will replace about 40% of your annual pre-retirement earnings. You will need other savings, investments, pensions, or retirement accounts to live comfortably. Use this statement as a tool for planning your financial future. And I'm assuming Social Security means pre-tax earnings. It does not specify whether it's after-tax earnings or pre-tax earnings. But it is saying that Social Security income will replace 40% of your pre-retirement earnings. So if we do the math, and I'm going to say $1,789 minus the $165 for Medicare Part B, so that gets us down to $1,624. And then you kind of do the math. Okay, $1,624 every month will replace 40% of your pre-retirement income. So what does this mean? Well, according to Social Security, $1,624 for the average person, you will get a check from Social Security, and then you'll need another $2,436 from somewhere, and they're saying pensions and retirement savings are where this $2,436 will come from every month to live on for a comfortable retirement. So again, $1,624 would be your Social Security check, the average Social Security check, according to AARP, after your Medicare Part B premium, that is. And then you would need another $2,436 coming from somewhere. So together, that is $4,060 total retirement income per person. And again, this is the average person. We're looking at average Social Security benefits, average American Social Security benefits. And so the average person in retirement will have an income of $4,060 according to Social Security. 
If it's a married couple, I would assume you would take that times two. So you're looking at $8,120. And the lesson here is we're not average people. We cannot operate off of a rule of thumb of what would apply to the average person out there. We have to come up with our customized retirement that's right for us. And it may not be $4,060 a month per person in retirement. It may be less than that. It may be more than that. You may be listening to this podcast and say, well, my social security check is a lot more than $1,789 a month, and therefore we want to spend more in retirement, and our retirement vision is going to cost a lot more. That's totally fine. But again, I was just giving an example of the average Social Security benefit, according to AARP, is $1,789, and then Social Security tells us, hey, that should replace 40% of your pre-retirement income. So in that scenario, you just kind of do the math. The average person, according to Social Security, is going to need $4,060 a month. I hope this conversation today has been helpful. Again, if you have questions, you know the website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. I'll see you next week. And remember, always dream big. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, please consult your attorney, tax advisor, or financial advisor prior to investing. This is a hypothetical example and is not representative of any specific investment. Your results may vary. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices mentioned are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. The Smart Investor Program is a directory of investment professionals. Neither Dave Ramsey nor SmartVestor are affiliates of St. Louis Retirement Advisors or LPL Financial. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. All investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member of FINRA, SIPC. Thank you for listening to the show today. Check us out at our website, retirementmadeeasypodcast.com. And if you want some help from Greg, submit your questions at the bottom of the page or sign up for a 30-minute retirement coaching session with Greg. We'll see you next week.